mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, even in a tight labor market, one in four older workers are struggling to find jobs. How to recognize the signs of workplace age discrimination and what to do about it. Also this morning, Judges Alan Hackenberg and Stephanie Bishop share details on the Findlay Municipal Court's upcoming DUS clinic for those with issues regarding their driving privileges needing to be resolved. Beauty expert Grace Gold reveals her wellness essentials. We have what you need for the fall season. And to your health this morning, what are your cholesterol numbers? Because millions of Americans don't know the answer to that question, September is Cholesterol Education Month. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. And if you need a reason to celebrate today, it is Fish Tank Floor Show Night. What? Fish Tank Floor Show Night is what it says. <laughs> All right. Um, it is also the International Right to Know Day. I mention this because it is your right to know that it is International Right to Know Day. National Drink Beer Day. After you've had all of the excitement you can stand from fish tank floor show night, <laughs> go and have a beer. Uh, National Good Neighbor Day. Be a good neighbor today and uh, drink a beer with your neighbor. That'd be a good way to be a good neighbor. National Strawberry Cream Pie Day. National Gold Lining Day. Not silver lining. You know, we always look for the silver lining. Today, we look for the gold lining. It is World Rabies Day. And Read a Child a Book You Like Day today. So share a, a book with a child that you like today. So reasons to celebrate on this uh, Wednesday morning. So are you a veg vegetarian or a vegan? Uh, if so, uh, you may be interested in this. Wallet Hub is out with their new ranking of the most veggie-friendly American cities. <laughs> I saw this and I figured I got to point this out because we talk about these rankings of all kinds and we don't want to exclude our vegetarian friends and our vegan friends. 100 of the largest cities in America were analyzed according to affordability of a vegetarian lifestyle, diversity, quality, and events like festivals and meetups and so on for vegetarians and vegans. Um, the number one or the top three cities, Portland, Oregon, Orlando, Florida, and Los Angeles, California. The top three cities for meat-free eaters. The worst cities to be a vegetarian are all in California, interestingly enough. Fremont, Chula Vista, San Jose and San Bernardino, the worst cities to be a vegetarian. So Los Angeles, good. San Bernardino, very bad. So if you're a, a vegan or a vegetarian, you may be uh, interested in that. Although I should point this out. Uh, this is sort of a companion story that I saw on the uh, Newswire this morning. Researchers in Brazil have discovered a link between a meatless diet and depression. The study uh, included more than 14,000 participants. So this is not a small sample size. 14,000 
216 participants in this study were evaluated for common mental health disorders and vegetarians had double the amount of depressive episodes as did meat eaters, even when other lifestyle choices such as drinking and smoking and, you know, those other things were all taken into account. Researchers are unsure why they don't know the reason for the connection. Nutrient deficiencies do not explain this association. The nature of the association remains unclear, according to the study's authors. Uh, Brazilian researchers discovered a link between depression and a meatless diet. So I just, you know, throw that out there. We're talking. If, uh, if you are a vegetarian or a vegan, you're probably not interested in this. But for the rest of us, McDonald's is now offering a new adult Happy Meal. <laughs> now, when I saw that, I thought to myself, an adult Happy Meal. That sounds like something you might get at the uh, <laughs> at the adult bookstore or something. What is that? No, 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 no. Uh, essentially, it is a value meal, your traditional value meal, with a uh, nostalgic toy that adults will get a kick out of. The fast food chain announced it has partnered with a um, streetwear brand called Cactus Plant Flea Market. I'm not familiar with that brand. Perhaps you are. The idea is to repackage the Happy Meal into uh, something for an older audience. The uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market box presented as a Happy Meal-style package. Uh, Each meal comes with either a Big Mac or a 10-piece McNuggets, along with fries and a drink. So it's a typical value meal, right? But it includes one of four figurines that for grown-ups is like a blast from the past. Uh, you will get either a Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, or Cactus Buddy figurine. <laughs> I want the Hamburglar figurine, right? The, the uh, Cactus Plant Flea Market box will be available starting next week at Participating McDonald's. So... Check that out. Adult Happy Meals. (laughs) I say it's about time. Uh, Let's see here. This is, again, here's another story uh, related to food I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, You are probably used to seeing, you know, the nutrition label on food is required to be there by the FDA and, and so on. Well, apparently now the Biden administration is proposing moving the nutrition label from the back of the package to the front uh, as part of a plan to end hunger and diet-related disease. Uh, Let's see here. The FDA could create new rules for nutrition labels that uh, would, quote, quickly and easily communicate nutrition information such as star ratings, unquote. So they come up with this uh, rating system for how healthy a food is, and it would be required to be on the front of the package instead of in the back. Um, Because apparently too many Americans are too stupid to look at the back of the package. I mean, is that the I mean, is that what they're saying? I think that's what they're saying, that that they believe that too many Americans are just not smart enough to turn the package around and read the back if they're concerned about nutrition. 
but apparently they're they don't think very highly of us or they just don't think that we're taking nutrition seriously enough and by golly they're gonna beat it into our heads until we do uh, more scrutiny, it says, may also be placed on using cer- certain words in food labels, like the word healthy. Um, so I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, there should be certain standards for claiming that a food is healthy or claiming, claiming that it's uh, low fat, low sugar, you know, whatever. I think there, there should be some standards for that. I get that, but uh, the whole idea of putting... Uh, food labels, nutrition labels on the front of the package just because they're concerned. Too many people aren't flipping them over. Uh, nanny state strikes again, I guess. And uh, how about this? This will uh, lead to some interesting discussion, I'm sure, especially among the anti-vax crowd. You know, one of the reasons why some people were so hesitant to get vaccinated for COVID-19 was because we didn't have a whole lot of long-term data on the effects of the jab. Now, I just bring that up, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I got my vaccine. I know a lot of people did, and you know, some people kind of look down their nose at people who didn't want to get vaccinated, saying, oh, you're just being buying into conspiracy theories and so on. Well, maybe there was reason to be concerned. A new study published in the British Medical Journal says getting vaccinated against COVID for women can delay their period. Vaccinated people experienced about a one-day delay in their menstruation cycle after the first dose. Now, this was compiled from anonymous data of 20,000 females um, who used the Natural Cycles app compared to, uh, I say, anonymous data was taken from 20,000 users of the Natural Cycles app to compare nearly 15,000 participants who were vaccinated against users who were not And they found that those who were vaccinated experienced an average one-day delay in getting their periods compared to those who were not vaccinated. One theory is that a strong immune response can cause period timing to fluctuate. And it's not necessarily a huge concern, doctors say, because those times do fluctuate and and so on. It's not a medical uh, concern. Uh, But... uh, And they are quick to point out that uh, while there was an impact on menstruation, the side effects appear to have no impact on fertility overall. But I'm sure that it will lend credence to those who are still out there uh, talking about not getting vaccinated because of the impact of the uh, vaccine. This is going to add credence whether it should or not, it's going to add credence to the anti-vax crowd. So I just pointed out that that story is out there. I'm sure you'll hear more from your anti-vax friends. Anyway, there you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, partly sunny today, high of 61. It'll be partly cloudy tonight, a low of 45. 
The Finley Police Department says officers arrested a woman who fired shots into a vehicle she was following. Police responded to the area of Howard Street and Broad Avenue to investigate a report of shots being fired and learned that an ex-girlfriend of the victim started following the victim and fired several gunshots, striking the vehicle at least once. No injuries were reported. The woman was later arrested on charges of felonious assault and discharging a firearm within city limits. Get more on the website. The fire that killed two brothers at an oil refinery near Toledo last week is adding to a gasoline supply problem. According to Gas Buddy, the gas prices are expected to jump nearly 65 cents per gallon in Ohio, primarily due to refinery issues. Fuel analysts with Gas Buddy say the BP Husky refinery fire from last week, along with other refinery issues across the country, are leading to supply challenges. So don't be surprised if prices creep a little bit closer to $4 per gallon as the week moves on. WTOL 11's Amy Steigerwald reporting. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown has introduced legislation to make sure Ohioans have clean tap water. The Financing Lead Out of Water, or FLOW Act, would reduce exposure to lead from old water pipes. If passed, the law would make it easier for cities and utilities to issue bonds to finance replacement projects. The EPA says as many as 10 million homes in the U.S. have lead water pipes. WTOL 11's Tim Miller reporting. Finley High School hockey coach Ben Patey is inviting everybody out to the inaugural Hockey Day in Finley set for Saturday afternoon in the parking lot of the Cube. We'll have multiple street hockey games going, larger than life, shooter tutor, some sauce hockey, cornhole, music, and free uh, food from uh, our various sponsors. So looking forward to seeing the community out and supporting Finley High School hockey. Coach says merchandise like t-shirts, game-use jerseys, and souvenir pucks will be available for purchase. There will also be information available about youth hockey programs. Get more details on the upcoming Hockey Day in Finley on the website. I'm Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. So earlier in the week, we were talking with the author of the book, Fired, about what to do if and when you lose your job through no fault of your own. What comes next, of course, is getting back out there and finding a new job. And while that is never easy, it is an even greater challenge for older workers. In fact, a new AARP survey finds that about one in four workers over the age of 50 who lost jobs are struggling to get rehired. Bill Rivera is Senior Vice President for Litigation at the AARP Foundation. And Bill, first of all, age discrimination is illegal, yes? Chris, yes, it is absolutely illegal and not just wrong like every other form of discrimination. And is it surprising that this is still a thing? I mean, what with so many jobs going unfilled and the fact that people are working longer, you would think that employers would be more receptive than the survey indicates that they apparently are. You would think it is really sad how prevalent age discrimination in the workplace is. Our latest Survey showed that 62% of workers over 50 have seen or experienced age discrimination in the workplace recently. As you say, in a tight labor market, we still see this happening. So what are some signs of age discrimination in the hiring process? What should older workers be on the lookout for? What should raise some red flags? Well, there are lots of potential concerns. Here are some of the things that you want to take a look at. 
One, are they asking you about your age or some other age-identifying information like your high school graduation date or your college graduation date right out of the gate in the application process or in the interview process? 60% of job seekers in AARP survey were asked by an employer to provide age-related information during the application or interview process. This is illegal in some but not all states, and really it should be. There is no reason to be asking someone's age at the very beginning of the job process. And so if it is ever relevant, which we don't think it should be, given that you should be looking for what knowledge, skills, experience, et cetera, would have, would you have right. in applying for the job, right? You shouldn't be asking this question at all, but you certainly shouldn't be looking at it right off the get-go. That's a red flag. You also might see something in the job application process itself where it says, hey, we're looking for someone with no more than seven years of experience, even for a senior position. Why would that be a limitation on someone's ability to do the job or consideration for a job? Hmm. As well as sometimes things are a little more subtle, less subtle. We're looking for someone who is a digital native or a recent college grad, again, regardless of how senior the position may be, or we're looking for an energetic person for a young company. All of these things can serve to dissuade job seekers who are older or even to exclude them from consideration if they do apply. Obviously, it's not just in the hiring process that you encounter age discrimination. There, uh, This also can happen in the workplace after one is hired. Right, absolutely. Who's getting promoted? Who isn't? Who's getting the choice job assignment? Who's getting the training? If it's all the younger employees who the company is investing in, that could be a sign of age discrimination. Does your company tolerate language that is used in the workplace that has ageist or negative stereotypes associated with them, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks or look at the deadwood or the dinosaurs or fossils or older people aren't good with technology. Mm -hmm. Those can all be signs in the workplace that something is amiss with respect to age, as well as layoffs or corporate reorganizations that really are used to get rid of the older workers and keep or employ younger workers. All of those can be signs of age discrimination in the workplace. So then the big uh, question is, what can be done about it? What are some steps that an older worker can take if they feel they uh, have been the victim of age discrimination, either in the hiring process or within the workplace? Well, Chris, it is so important to document, document, document. You need to write down as contemporaneously as possible what you saw, when you saw it, who else saw it or heard it. Those are going to be important while they're fresh in your mind to be able to be specific about what it is that concerns you. If you're in the workforce, talk to your supervisor. Sometimes you can resolve your concerns informally. If that doesn't work, you may need to elevate it up the chain, maybe through your HR department and follow the formal processes that your employer has to deal with allegations of discrimination. And finally, if that doesn't work, talk to a lawyer. As you said from the very beginning, it is not just wrong, but it is unlawful in every jurisdiction to discriminate on the basis of age with respect to employment. So you might decide that you have a reason to file a complaint with the state 
State Employment Agency or with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Now, let me ask you uh, the same question that we were uh, talking about uh, earlier in the week. Again, we were talking about this in the context of uh, anyone who loses a job uh, through no fault of their own. I'm sure you've heard this before. Someone says, yeah, I was probably the victim of discrimination, but why would I uh, fight for a job where I'm not wanted in the first place? So just go out and get a, get a different job. Well, that's certainly a reality for many people, and you can't blame them for saying, if I'm not wanted, I don't want them. Right. Uh, at the same time, obviously, different people have different calculations they need to make in their lives, and they can decide that they really enjoy their job, and they enjoy their employer, but really they shouldn't allow this employer's unlawful behavior to chase them out of a job involuntarily. So it is important for people to be willing to stand up for themselves and to stand up for others. If you see, if, if you see or experience age discrimination, not only for yourself, but for other workers, it's important for you to speak up as well. But you can certainly understand that for some people, they say, I'm not interested in staying with this employer anymore and looking for something else to do. And we have resources through the AARP process to help people find the next job. And that was uh, the next question. What uh, types of, of resources and tools and such uh, are available to uh, not only uh, help uh, protect the rights of older workers in the workplace, but also, again, as you said, within the uh, job search, because, again, according to the survey, this is uh, more and more of a challenge uh, the older that you get. Well, there are resources available at aarp.org slash age discrimination that will lead you to a variety of places that can help you with your job search. This includes the Back to Work 50 Plus, which is a program from AARP's charitable affiliate, AARP Foundation, that offers free workshops, career coaches, and other tools to help you find a job. There's the AARP Job Board, which connects you with employment opportunities from employers that say that they are interested in an age-diverse workforce, as well as AARP's Resume Advisor that will review your resume to help tighten it up, give you feedback in terms of how best to position yourself for that next job. And you can also go to aarpfoundation.org for more information on Back to Work 50+. Plus. Real quickly, just to underscore one of the things that you mentioned there, uh, really reaching out to employers uh, for, for those business owners, managers, and such uh, in the audience, um, really taking a second look at reconsidering how you feel about uh, older workers. I mean, there are certainly an awful lot of benefits uh, to looking at uh, senior job prospects. Absolutely, especially in a tight labor market, but really regardless, everyone deserves to be playing on a level playing field. And as an employer, you want the best employees you can find. And there's a lot of research out there that shows that the experience that older workers bring to the table, their relative loyalty, their willingness actually to get new skills, to learn and to grow in their jobs is a tremendous advantage for employers given the high cost of turnover and the real need, especially in a tight economy, for well-qualified workers who can add value to the job. They uh, certainly do bring a lot to the table, so something to think about with respect to that. Again, Bill Rivera is Senior Vice President for Litigation at AARP Foundation. Mention again the website where folks can get more information. 
sure. It's aarp.org slash age discrimination and aarpfoundation.org. Bill, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. So as we mentioned earlier in the week, the Finley Municipal Court is uh, hosting another uh, DUS clinic uh, for those with issues regarding their driving privileges that need to be resolved. And Judges Alan Hackenberg and Stephanie Bishop are with us in the uh, studio this morning with uh, more details. So this is coming up next uh, week, thir- next Thursday, a week from today, right? It is Thursday, October 6th. And I know <laughs> in the past we have talked about, uh, you know, this is not the first time uh, you've done uh, this program, program similar. The last time I think we were talking about the Safe Surrender Day where uh, that was involving uh, those who had outstanding warrants for a variety of reasons to get those resolved. This is not that. This is different than that, right? Correct. This is to give individuals an opportunity to come into court to figure out what they need to do to get a valid license. So we're assisting individuals to get valid or at least privileged. Okay. So what what types of uh, issues would somebody have where this might be a problem? There's multiple different issues that you could have that could cause you to be under a license suspension. There could be a court suspension. There could be a 12-point suspension, a non-compliance suspension, a failure to reinstate suspension. (laughs) So there's multiple different ways that your license can be suspended, and there's multiple different steps that are needed sometimes for individuals to take to be able to get a valid license. So, And some of those may have come through the courts, through a court uh, case or a a situation, and others directly from the DMV, right? Correct. The DMV quite often imposes uh, their own suspensions for... Uh, not having proof of insurance, or if you get 12 points. Uh, so there are several suspensions that they impose in addition to what courts impose. So if so, even if uh, you know people are listening and say, I have this issue, but it didn't originate from the court, it was from the BMV, you can also help with that at this clinic because you're working with the DMV. Obviously. Correct. We will have uh, representatives from the BMV available to assist in real time whether that's going to be in person or zoom we've not been told by the bmv yet but we will have direct uh, contact with them so uh, anyone can hopefully immediately clear some suspensions if they can get it done uh, by way of bringing in some money to pay a reinstatement fee or show them proof of insurance or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and and again like we said uh, before in the in the past with the uh, safe surrender claim, it's not a you know not a free card where you just clear everything out uh, obviously there are things that will have to be done correct but uh, there's no filing yeah. fees and, and things like that so it eliminates some some of the red tape correct and sometimes trying to figure out what you need to do to get valid is overwhelming and mm. there's several steps for some individuals so this is a way that we can help provide them guidance on what they need to do even if they can't maybe get valid that day, at least give, be given the opportunity to have a checklist or a roadmap of what they need to do to be able to get valid. And again, as it uh, relates to previous events, I know when we were talking about the Safe Surrender Day, uh, you've got the the numbers on how many outstanding warrants <laughs> there are. Do, do you know how many uh, individuals this uh, kind of impacts? You know, one time we did have the data from the BMV as far as how many people were under suspension that had Ohio driver's licenses and I don't have that number now, a mm-hmm. couple years after the fact, but I would easily assume that it is well into the 
tens of thousands of individuals who have suspended licenses right now. So, And unfortunately, as uh, we know all too well, uh, a lot of times when people need to drive to get to a job or what have you, uh, they'll take that chance and, and drive even without a valid license. So Correct. And then they sometimes dig their hole deeper because right. they don't have proof of insurance because they're not insured. So then they end up under another non-compliance suspension. So, mm-hmm. so if they can get even privileges to, to be able to do those types of things, then they're driving legally, at least, yeah. and not digging their hole deeper. Exactly. And it, and as you alluded to, and I think it's uh, important to uh, highlight, this may be full driving privileges restored or maybe limited driving privileges. But one way or the other, uh, you can usually find a way to get people back on the road legally. Correct. Assuming that they're able to get either a, a fully valid license, then we certainly would hope to be able to get that accomplished. If not, hopefully we can get them driving privileges. Some people, based on the suspensions, maybe it's not possible to do either of those, but they at least can walk away with an understanding of what they need to do or the steps that they need to take and when they need to do those things to okay. either be able to get privileges or valid. So uh, what are the steps? Uh, first of all, again, as we said, this is coming up next Thursday. And I know that uh, best way to do is make an appointment so that, you know, you have your place in line, as it were. Correct. We prefer individuals contact the clerk's office to make an appointment. If they want to make an appointment, the phone number is 419-424-7141. Again, the event is Thursday, October 6th. The hours for the event are 9 a.m. through 1130 a.m., and then again at 1.30 p.m. until 4 o'clock p.m. We will accept walk-ins, but the appointment is preferred. Yeah. And what do folks need to bring with them for this event? It would help if they would uh, bring uh, their insurance information. If they have, uh, if they know that they owe reinstatement fees, if they can bring some money so they can make a payment and get a payment plan started with the with the BNB, if that's the issue, or if they have a suspended license from the court because they've not made any payments on their fines and court costs for a period of time. Mm-hmm. We are waiving our $60 filing fee for most cases that we open up for someone who needs to get privileges by way of a BNB plan. So that helps. Uh, but usually insurance, um, some money, uh, perhaps a, a valid driver's license if they have had an expired one. So those yeah. kind of documents. We will also have uh, the public defender's office for Hancock County and the city prosecutor's office for the city of Finley uh, uh, representatives available as well to assist uh, depending on what the need is there. So uh, we really will be all hands on deck on Thursday to uh, help as many people as we possibly can that day. And do you have an idea of how long something like this will take? I mean, just for benefits of folks who are trying to, uh, you know, kind of allocate their time and figure out, is it, you know, half hour, an hour, hour and a half? I mean, it it probably just depends on what the status of their license is and the steps that they need to take. But I would think 30 minutes would probably be a maximum that it would take an individual to make it through the process yeah you know this is our fourth time doing it so we've got it down pretty good and Mm. again if they have made an appointment we know who they are we know what their problem is we can be ready to address it right then and there assuming that they've got the information we need so we will probably most people probably can get in and out within 10 to 15 minutes uh, depending on what what exactly they need to get done you know and and as we've uh, talked about before with uh, similar events in the past 
uh, it's just it's a weight lifted off the shoulders. And to think that, you know, 15, 20 sure. minutes is yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of times all it takes. Yep. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. So and it just demonstrates, as we were saying earlier, so often uh, people not thinking that there is any help available will kind of dig themselves deeper into a hole when it really is fairly easy to resolve a problem. Yeah. And some individuals will come before before us as judges and not understand that it's fairly simple for them to get a valid license. And mm. so try to explain to them the steps that they need to take. But this is an opportunity that the court can help individuals to get that valid license if it's possible. Yeah. And guess, a lot of times it's a lot simpler than what individuals think it yeah. might be. And, and a good point you made earlier, even if you can't get uh, the issue resolved that day, right then and there, at least you have an action plan that you know what you have to do moving forward. Correct. Yeah. 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 So uh, again, it is Thursday of next week and uh, the best idea is to make an appointment. How do folks do that once again? They can call the clerk's office. The phone number to call is 419 419- Four two four seven one four one. Okay, the uh, DOS clinic for those with issues regarding their driving privileges that need to be resolved coming up next week at the Finley Municipal Court. Judges Alan Hackenberg, Stephanie Bishop, with us uh, this morning. Thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Well, you know sometimes how the the seasons change and Mother Nature doesn't get the memo? Well, that has not been a problem, uh, at least not in this part of uh, Northwest Ohio. It has definitely felt like autumn uh, ever since Labor Day. And joining us this morning is beauty, wellness, lifestyle expert Grace Gold with what you need to have you looking and feeling better than ever for this new fall season. Grace, let's jump into it here. What is your top tip for feeling our best as we get into the uh, fall season. Yes, well, Chris, you know, this new season, it does bring that dip in temperatures finally, but our skin can start feeling dry. So I really recommend hydrating in the shower. And something I am loving right now is Olay Body's Fearless Artist Series Collection. They have three deeply hydrating body washes with rich ingredients. You can choose from nourishes with cocoa butter, restores with aloe, and balances with vitamin C. And I love this special collection because it was developed by a diverse team of women, and the bottles are so beautifully designed by black artist Avery Williamson. Now, also wearing a new fragrance boosts confidence this time of year, and this season Old Spice is inspiring consumers to not only smell good, but to do good. So for each item purchased, $1 will be donated to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America as part of the brand's School of Swagger graduation initiative. Now, this program nurtures positive relationships via mentorship, which helps ensure students don't drop out of school due to a lack of confidence. And this promotion, you will see it taking place in participating Walmart stores across the country. Awesome. Uh, so it says here... Uh, this is uh, one of the uh, points that I have to bring up, and and you can tell that I am not a, a beauty expert, which is why we have you here. It says, how can we achieve a bright and dewy face? And I read that, and I'm thinking, what in the heck is that all about? <laughs> well, dewy, as my female friends probably know, means that you are moisturized and you are glowing. Okay. Skin healthy. So if you want that beautiful glow this fall and are looking for the perfect anti-aging treatment, I am really loving Clarins Super Restorative Day Cream right now. It is powered with 93% natural ingredients, including organic herangana, which is just as effective as retinol, but even more gentle on skin. Now this cream targets wrinkles, it improves slackening, it visibly replenishes 
skin, and it has a plant-based anti-pollution complex that is going to help protect skin from pollution, including the blue light from all those screens we're on. Mm-hmm. Clarins also has a really special application method that helps this product work better on your skin. You can head to Clarins.com to learn how to do that. Very good. Uh, now, you were touching on uh, this earlier, talking about uh, keeping kids in school. This is back-to-school time, and that means getting back into a uh, more normal routine. Any advice for getting back to the regular sleep schedule and the sleep routine this fall? Yes, well, it can be really tough getting the whole family back into a routine. In fact, 60% of parents say they've lost sleep worrying about this, really, getting everybody back, remembering all the details. So the best way to combat that kind of fatigue is with melatonin, and I really love natural melatonin. They have a 100% drug-free gummy that triggers your natural sleep cycle to help you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up rested and restored. You just take the correct dose, whether it's the one for adults or for kids, 20 to 30 minutes before bed to make sure the whole family is rested and ready to take on tomorrow. Some great stuff there. What you need to help you get uh, uh, into the swing of things as we uh, head into autumn, feeling better than ever. Uh, Again, beauty, wellness, lifestyle expert Grace Gold with us this morning. Where do we get more information? Yes, well, you can visit any of these brands on their home pages for more info. Again, I talked about Olay, Old Spice, Clarins, and Natrol. Grace, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Chris. Happy fall. You're listening to Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update to the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. A story of, couple of stories here, people behaving badly, uh, which the reason why they qualify into the heading of broken news, uh, odd and unusual, the people, subjects in the stories, Probably should know better. For example, San Antonio, Texas, Rosie Speedland Gonzalez uh, is in a little hot water uh, the, at a checkpoint, security checkpoint, at the San Antonio airport uh, on Tuesday. Uh, they found a loaded gun in her briefcase, a loaded gun in her briefcase that she tried to take through uh, security at the airport. Um. It says the weapon was discovered uh, in Ms. Gonzalez's bag as she went through the security checkpoint. She says she has the gun for protection. Uh, <laughs> what makes this story noteworthy is that uh, Rosie Speedland Gonzalez is better known as Judge Rosie Speedland Gonzalez <laughs> of Bexar County, Texas, is a judge. Probably should know better than to take a loaded gun through security at the airport. She says she has the gun for protection because she regularly receives threats uh, because she presides over the domestic violence court, domestic violence cases uh, in her courtroom. Uh, Judge Gonzalez was not arrested, but could face a fine from the TSA. Oops. Again, speaking of people who should know better here uh sentencing is being reset in new york city for uh let's see here i don't have 
I don't have her name. Uh, this is a woman who admitted to throwing Molotov cocktails at cop cars during protests over the death of George Floyd back a couple of years ago. She is now looking at a lesser sentence of two years in prison as compared to the 10-year term that she had originally faced. Again, the reason this is noteworthy is that she is a New York City lawyer. (laughs) Graduated from Fordham Law and is pleading guilty to charges along with a fellow attorney who graduated from Princeton. You would think these people would know better. Both, it says, have expressed regret for their actions in their court appearances. <laughs> you lawyers throwing Molotov cocktails at cop cars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should know better. Um, here's a story of an unusual theft. Again, this is quite common in the uh, broken news. We have a number of unusual thefts that have been highlighted in the broken news over the years. But I think this may be the first time we've had... This particular target of theft, three Florida men in custody after a detective reportedly spotted them cutting down traffic lights. (laughs) They were stealing traffic lights. Um, On Sunday, the detective saw the suspects on Hexham Road and Commercial Way uh, in. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, the town is. Where would Hexham Road and Commercial Way be? Um. Anyways, in Florida, somewhere in Florida, uh, the uh, detective uh, then witnessed sparks emanating from the traffic lights when when the power was cut. They're trying to cut these things down. When uh, on-duty deputies arrived, they saw the men using a saw to cut the lights off the poles. Three of them were found in a nearby van, Aaron Ward, James Donnelly, and uh, Oleksi Nomenko are all facing charges of grand theft. (laughs) Grand theft traffic light. Is there like a a large black market for traffic lights? Hey, you wonder, hey buddy, I know where you can get a good deal on a traffic light. (laughs) All right. A Brazilian couple is in hot water. Little international broken news. Uh, Apparently they were doing a gender reveal party. (laughs) that didn't sit well with local authorities. They decided to dye a local waterfall uh, to announce the birth of their son during a gender reveal party. It was uh, dyed bright blue. Could have been pink. Turned out it was blue. The expectant parents being investigated by government officials, they could be charged with an environmental crime for dyeing the waterfall. The couple who have not been identified by local media, posted several photos of the river waterfall along with a stork made out of balloons, but ended up deleting all of the photos after waves of backlash. Uh, The waterfall is located near the Tangara de Serra municipality and has long been an ecological tourist destination. I mean, they just dyed the water. I mean, they do that every St. Patrick's Day in, in, what is it, Boston? They do the... The whole harbor green. Um, but apparently they are, are much stricter about such things in Brazil. And these uh, expectant parents are in trouble. <laughs> they got a birthday gift of a citation from the local law enforcement there. 
Uh, let's see. A couple of other uh, items from the uh, broken news file. Lindsay Marsh, uh, she lives in Utah, uh, filed for divorce from her husband, but he wanted to keep a memento of their relationship. Specifically, he wanted a book that was filled with racy photos and intimate messages. <laughs> now, Judge uh, Michael Edwards has ordered Lindsay to produce the album and give it to a, a, a court-appointed magistrate who will edit the images and decide which ones... Her husband can keep <laughs> the edited version of the book would be given to the ex. Uh, when uh, Lindsay heard the ruling, she called the clerk of the uh, judge's office and says, you mean I have to give, you know, these explicit photos of myself to a complete stranger, someone I don't know um, who's going to look through them? Yes, that's what you have to do. According to the uh, judge, once this is over, uh, Lindsay says she will hold a burning party to destroy the original book once and for all. So. <laughs> or maybe just not take uh, explicit photos of yourself in the first place. You know, it's, I, mean, I get it. But uh, <laughs> if that relationship breaks up, uh, it could get a little embarrassing. Case in point. And finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, <laughs> this is actually kind of clever. Carly Blackburn, uh, she's from North Carolina, and she's been looking for a job. But you know how it is these days. You, you know, you got to stand out in the uh, in the job hunt. Uh, you want to stand out. You want to make an impression. So Carly uh, put a creative spin on her job application. She put her resume on a cake she wanted to apply uh, at valiant labs in north carolina it's a unit of nike it's owned by nike um because it is a creative environment she decided to get creative with her resume she uh had an edible picture image placed on the cake and uh, of herself and her resume, and that was, <laughs> you know, like in the frosting and the cake, uh, an edible uh, image of her resume uh, placed on the top of the cake. And then she uh, hired a, an Instacart driver to take the cake to the boss at uh, Valiant Labs. And it worked! In a post on LinkedIn, Carly says she has an upcoming interview. <laughs> And uh, it, it worked not only for that job, but she did it for uh, several other uh, job potential job openings as well. And uh, she's got interviews get lined up. So there you go. That's very clever. <laughs> and who doesn't like cake? There you go. Uh, that is uh, today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less. Of Hancock County Veterans Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. 
November 8th is Election Day in Ohio. A candidate's forum featuring the two candidates vying for the 83rd House District seat will feature incumbent Republican John Cross and Democratic hopeful Claire Osborne as they make their case to be state representative. And you can listen to what the candidates have to say in this forum live from the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. It's this Thursday afternoon at 5 on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. It is no secret that Americans love our pets. But according to a new poll commissioned by the pet delivery company Chewy, nearly 8 in 10 Americans say coming home to their pet is the best part of their day. You come home from work, you're greeted by your pet. That is, that is the best part of of the day. Not a big surprise that so many people feel that way. Uh, in fact, a number of these uh, items in this poll really show just how much we love our pets. Uh, nearly half of those in this poll say that they plan their free time around their pet. <laughs> nearly half. 43%, in fact, would change their plans just so their pets can have some fun, too. 39% of those in the poll say that they would rather cancel on a human hangout just to get more quality time with their furry friend. (laughs) 62% of respondents in the poll said that they have gotten another pet just to keep their original pet happy. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Gotten a second pet because... Uh, your your first pet seems lonely sometimes and like he needs a companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it pet prioritization, which is placing our pet's needs above our own. And here are a couple of uh, other items that demonstrate that. 23% of those in the poll said that they have cooked their animal a homemade meal. 46% say they spend more on their pet's health care than they do on their own. Hmm. Now, it is a worthwhile exchange, really. It's not like we don't get anything out of this. 40% of those in the poll, of 2,000 people, by the way, 40% say having a pet made them more responsible. 32% say they have become more empathetic since getting a pet. And 28% in the poll admit that caring for a pet has made them feel more prepared to have children of their own. More than 94 million U.S. adults have high cholesterol left untreated, as it all too often is. That can lead to serious complications like heart disease and stroke, just to name two. Joining us this morning are the founder and CEO of the Family Heart Foundation, Catherine Willimon, and uh, cardiologist, Dr. Abba Kandewal. Dr. Kandewal, let me start with you. Why is this such a pervasive issue and one that is such a struggle to get a handle on? Well, you know, high cholesterol health in America is quite poor. Over one in third, one third of the U.S. population has high cholesterol, and we know that anywhere from one in 250 to one in five have a genetic cause for this problem, mm. and that cannot be treated with diet and exercise alone. We know that heart disease is the number one killer of individuals in this country, and reducing that cholesterol can reduce that risk. And in fact, newer guidance suggests 
the longer and the lower we keep your LDL low, the better. And we have a lot of drugs to treat it, but unfortunately, only a little over a half of individuals uh, that are are, um, able to take these medications are actually on them. And that's what I was going to mention. You know, we do have a number of uh, cholesterol lowering medications, cholesterol management medications. Uh, it's not that they are not safe or effective, right? That's correct. Um, they are very safe and effective. In fact, statins are the cornerstone of treating cardiovascular disease. They reduce cholesterol, but they also reduce the risk of having a future heart attack, stroke, or cardiovascular death. And studies have shown that the risk of having side effects is quite low. We also have a newer class of medications called PCSK9 inhibitors, and those can reduce your LDL into the 30 to 40 milligram per deciliter range. And again, newer studies show that the longer we keep individuals on these treatments, you can reduce their risk by almost 23% of having a future heart attack, stroke, or cardiovascular death. So there are a lot of options you need to talk to your healthcare provider because you may need more than one to get to your treatment goal. So is it uh, just a case of uh, people just not paying attention to this largely? I mean, is that really what we're talking about here? Well, it's hard to say. I think that there are a lot of competing priorities for individuals currently, Mm -hmm. but prioritizing your health is obviously important to me. And I think that really telling people prioritizing their cardiovascular health, specifically knowing their cholesterol numbers and discussing it with their healthcare providers at their visits is extremely important. Uh, Catherine, I want to bring you into the conversation here, and this is a good point to do that because, again, we talk about not making this, so many people just don't make this a priority, and you talk about the the story uh, that where you had a heart attack before the age of 40, so you know what the implications are firsthand here. Absolutely. You know, and it was high cholesterol that drove me to have a heart attack so early in the prime of my life. When I was 15 years old, I discovered that my LDL cholesterol was well over 300 milligrams per deciliter, which is extremely high. But I was never really given a diagnosis or told how important it was to lower my cholesterol. And I also have to say, I felt a little bit guilty about having high cholesterol without a medical explanation. So I was a vegetarian for a little while in college. It didn't reduce my cholesterol by very much and on and off of statins. And then at the age of 39, I started to experience some shortness of breath when I would even climb a flight of stairs. And then one day I was out gardening and Mm. I started to have crushing chest pain and called 911. And it turns out that I had a complete blockage of the main artery that fed my heart. I now know that I have familial hypercholesterolemia, which is a little hard to say. You can just say FH, but it's a common genetic cause of high cholesterol and it begins at birth. And, and so, and most people are not diagnosed who have it. So it's really important, as Dr. Conwell said, to understand what your cholesterol level is and what your other risk factors are, like a family history yeah. of cardiovascular disease. Really interesting. And just to underscore the uh, point that you made, age 15, and that's another thing we uh, typically think of uh, something uh, that uh, impacts us more and more as we age, but especially in your case, and I'm sure in the case of many others, uh, this can uh, be uh, at very, very young age. So what is the message uh, with respect to 
uh, knowing and managing one's uh, cholesterol level, especially as it relates to managing cardiovascular disease? Well, there are guidelines that even children get their cholesterol screened because atherosclerosis actually begins in childhood. And so when you know your cholesterol level, if it is high, I think the key point is to commit to yourself and to partner with your healthcare provider to bring your cholesterol level down to a safe zone, as we would say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's new guidance that just came out from the American College of Cardiology that recommends for people like myself who already have cardiovascular disease to get your LDL cholesterol as low as 55 milligrams per deciliter. So the science continues to build that lower is better and that you should get it low as soon as possible. Again, as we mentioned, 94 million U.S. adults have high cholesterol, all too often left untreated, and these are the ramifications of that. Where do we get more information? Your organization, Catherine, has a a number of resources uh, that we can guide folks to. Yes. Um, People can go to morefamiliesmorehearts.org, and we are happy to help. To your health this morning, again, Catherine Willimon uh, is the founder and CEO of the Family Heart Foundation and uh, cardiologist Dr. Abba Kendawal with us this morning. Thank you both for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And that will finish up our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program. And once again, remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. And that, of course, is goodmornings.net. Now, tomorrow, we're going to take the show on location. We'll be at the Hancock County Courthouse for the Silent Watch event, calling attention to the tragedy of veteran suicide. Very special program, a very important program. So we hope you'll join us for it. Until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.